Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition Diva podcast, where we explore the science of eating and living well. I'm Monica Reinagel, your host, and I'm glad you're here. Today, I have an important update to share with you on the MIND diet. This is a dietary pattern that's garnered some attention for its potential to support brain health and reduce the risk of cognitive decline. However, I have to admit that the new findings I'm going to share with you today are a bit of a disappointment for those who placed their hopes or their career ambitions in the MIND diet as a hedge against dementia. But first, let's do a quick recap of the MIND diet and its origins. The MIND diet is a combination of the Mediterranean and the DASH diets, with a particular focus on foods that had been previously associated with cognitive health. It promotes 10 brain-healthy foods and discourages five other categories of foods. So you're encouraged to eat plenty of vegetables, especially the green leafy kinds, berries, nuts, legumes, whole grains, fish, poultry, olive oil, and wine. And the foods that you're supposed to limit are red meat, butter and margarine, pastries and sweets, fried and fast food, and cheese. And I'll have more on that last one in a moment. Researchers from Rush University hypothesized that following this diet could keep your brain healthier and preserve your cognitive abilities as you age, perhaps even ward off dementia and Alzheimer's disease. To test this theory, they reviewed dietary and medical records for almost a thousand people to see how closely their diets adhered to these mind diet guidelines and then how they fared in terms of their brain health. They found that those whose eating patterns conformed most closely to the MIND diet principles were only half as likely to develop Alzheimer's as those whose diets conformed the least well. And the risk for those whose diets conformed only moderately well was still reduced by a third. On the strength of these observations, which were published back in 2015, the researchers wrote a book which naturally sold very well. I mean, who among us is not interested in hanging on to the old gray matter as we age? However, the entire enterprise was based on observational evidence. We needed further research, ideally controlled trials, to validate its effectiveness. And now the wait is over. A randomized controlled trial, which was published last month, July 2023, in the New England Journal of Medicine, enrolled over 600 older adults who did not have cognitive impairment but did have a family history of dementia. And these participants were also all considered to be overweight according to their BMI, their body mass index. These subjects were randomly assigned to follow either the MIND diet or a control diet, essentially making no changes in their diet for three years. And both the test diet and the control diet were also calibrated to be slightly lower in calories than what they had been eating previously. Both groups received counseling to support adherence to their assigned diet, as well as guidance for weight loss. Now let's get to the findings, but brace yourself because they might not be quite what you were hoping for. The good news is that after three years, both groups showed improvements in their global cognition scores, indicating enhanced cognitive performance. However, there was no significant difference between the two groups in terms of cognitive improvement. So despite the observational evidence supporting the MIND diet's potential benefits, 
the results from this randomized controlled trial did not demonstrate a clear advantage in terms of cognitive health. Although this study's prospective design is considered to be a higher level of evidence than the observational studies that we had before, one advantage that the observational studies did have was that they were much longer in duration. It's certainly possible that even three years isn't quite enough to see the full impact of healthier diet choices, whether that's the MIND diet or another similar healthy eating pattern. So if we check again in 10 years, perhaps the group following the MIND diet would have better outcomes. It's also important to note that this study specifically targeted those who showed no cognitive impairment at the beginning of the study, but who had a family history of dementia. It's possible that the MIND diet would have different effects in other populations or in individuals who already had signs of cognitive impairment. Secondly, it's interesting to me that the researchers chose to focus this study on individuals who were overweight. So both the test diet and the control diet included mild caloric restriction, which led to weight loss in both groups. And to my mind, this introduces an unnecessary confounding factor into the study. Caloric restriction has been studied extensively for its potential benefits on brain health and longevity. And it's been shown to have various effects, such as reducing oxidative stress and inflammation and promoting neuroplasticity. So the fact that both groups saw similar improvements in cognitive function suggests that caloric restriction or weight loss which was around 3 to 5% of the starting weight on average, that that may actually have played a more significant role than any specific dietary changes. And here's another interesting thing about this. All the subjects in this study had what the researchers considered to be a suboptimal diet at baseline. So the folks who did the MIND diet presumably got a big upgrade in their diets while the control group continue to eat the same crappy diet that they'd been eating before, just a little bit less of it. Surprisingly, this big upgrade in dietary quality did not seem to have a substantial impact on cognition, at least not within the three-year time frame of the study. So far from establishing the MIND diet as uniquely beneficial to brain health, this study really calls into question how big a role dietary quality plays at all. But even if the MIND diet is eventually proven to have a positive impact on cognition, perhaps by a longer controlled trial, there's still the question of whether the MIND diet is really any better than a generally healthy dietary pattern. In other words, is there something truly distinctive about the foods that are included or discouraged in the MIND diet Or would any healthy dietary pattern be equally effective? More research would be needed to answer those questions. In the meantime, though, what does all of this mean for you? Even though the mind diet's impact on brain health specifically is maybe less than we hoped it would be, the mind diet emphasizes nutrient-dense foods that have been consistently linked to overall health and well-being. You could certainly do worse. That said, not all of the foods recommended in the MIND diet are equally supported by research. For one thing, 
the evidence on the reputed health benefits of wine has been largely discredited. Secondly, I think the evidence on poultry as an anti-aging food is pretty weak. I suspect that its association with cognitive or other measures of health may have more to do with what people who eat more poultry are eating less of as a result. I mean, if poultry is replacing barbecued ribs in your diet, you might see more of a benefit than if poultry were replacing salmon or tofu. And similarly, while whole grains do contain valuable nutrients, such as fiber, people who eat more whole grains also tend to eat fewer refined grains. And I've always suspected that a lot of the health benefits that are attributed to eating more whole grains actually stem from eating fewer refined grains. So when it comes to specific recommendations in the MIND diet, like consuming poultry twice a week or whole grains three times a day, I would feel free to adjust those based on your personal preferences and needs. I'm not at all convinced that that has a significant impact on cognitive health. Now, on the other side of the equation, I also have reservations about the MIND diet's stance on cheese. So the MIND diet advises limiting cheese consumption because of its saturated fat content. However, the evidence for cheese specifically increasing the risk of Alzheimer's or cognitive decline is weak. In fact, recent studies have suggested that diets that are high in full-fat dairy products, like cheese, may not carry the same risks as diets that are high in saturated fats from other sources. So barring more specific evidence, I think that moderate consumption of cheese is unlikely to have a significant negative impact on your cognitive health. While it may be disappointing to hear that the MIND diet is not a silver bullet against brain aging, remember that nutrition at best is only one aspect of maintaining cognitive health. Engaging in regular physical activity, managing stress, getting enough sleep, and staying socially active and connected are all essential for promoting brain health. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining me. If you have any questions or topics that you'd like me to address in future episodes, you can send them to nutrition at quickanddirtytips.com or you can leave me a voice message at 443-961-6206. If your question has more to do with habits and health behaviors, you might also enjoy my other podcast. It's called The Change Academy, where we explore the art and science of creating positive behavior change. You can find that on all the major podcast platforms. Just search for Change Academy. Nutrition Diva is a quick and dirty tips podcast, and it's supported by a fantastic team, which includes our director of podcasts, Adam Cecil, my audio engineer, Nathan Sems, Davina Tomlin, who runs our marketing and publicity, Holly Hutchings, who is our digital operations specialist, and Morgan Christensen, our podcast operations and advertising specialist. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week.